If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and from As the Joe Flies, Mr. Joe Chung, travel agent of the year extraordinaire. I just like saying that, Joe. I'm sorry. I'll stop saying it at some point, but I'm just trying to manifest it into this world. Thank you. Joe, he likes to beat jokes till they're dead, like a horse. It's not really a joke, because the ceremony hasn't happened yet, so I'm just trying to bring this into the world. I'm just trying to manifest it, vision it, because... I believe in Joe. He gets unlimited Dole Whips if he wins. You know, the worst thing about this uh, ceremony is like, I mean, it's usually like this huge party and people dress up, but uh, I was not originally planning to dress up very much, but now I have to like fit into clothes and I do not appreciate that. Not getting to wear sweatpants is the worst thing about this. As he's wearing a plucker shirt. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I love that you Same. accuse me of beating a joke to death when you're Mr. Beat a Joke to Death. Like oh, yeah. Mr. Chris Angel hey, joke. Takes one to know one. <laughs> the irony is thick in this episode. That's true. So anyway, yeah. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Went uh, to meet up with my sister and my niece and nephew this weekend uh, in Ohio. So, Oh, yeah. How's the air mattress? Uh, air mattress worked out well. We got, we, everybody got to sleep better than uh, we did in Chicago. And... With the air, with the air input thingy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody called you out on Twitter. He's like, "You make me laugh because you can't remember what a <laughs> what a pump <laughs> the word pump." <laughs> I've never heard of hey, such we all, things. We all have our moments, okay? Kids make you have brain farts nonstop. But uh, yeah, we we ended up finding like a cool. There was a barcade slash deli that was uh, downtown Finley, Ohio, that it was like if you order one thing, like uh, a Sprite or a beer or whatever, you can play most of the games for free. So we did that for a while, which was pretty cool. I uh, got to hang out, go swimming, all that stuff. And then uh, I don't think I talked about this. Well, this happened last week after filming, but uh, recording. We went to the largest candy store in Michigan with the kids when they were off of school on Friday. And they had a thing there and it was in like a case like kind of locked up to keep away from kids and said adults only world's hottest gummy bear it was a single gummy bear for $13 so do you think i bought it joe i've uh, read the show notes so <laughs> so there's a lot of things that come to mind here obviously they have that chip challenge right the one chip and i love really spicy stuff but i haven't tried it cuz i'm afraid that it's still going to mess me up but i would think a chip would digest a lot quicker or something than a gummy bear it seems like a gummy bear might sit in your in your stomach yeah, and it was it was tough too. Like it wasn't like a normal gummy bear. Like it was pretty hard. So you yeah, had to really it's like sit like five years, and you're the only one dumb enough. Because we're the only suckers. Like, <laughs> my son, my son was like, oh, we were gonna do it with because uh, we did like a hot ones challenge with my brother in law a couple years ago, and I was like, Todd, we're gonna do a hot ones challenge with uh, this gummy bear, and my son's like, uh, don't you need to buy another one for Uncle Todd? I was like, no, I'm not paying thirteen bucks twice. Like we can cut this thing up. Well, it was like it was so hard you couldn't even really cut it up. So I like stuck just the head in my mouth and like had to like chew on it a bit. 
And then, like, pull. Initially, it wasn't too bad. Took a couple bites, like, start chewing it. And that's the thing with gummy bears versus chip. Like, you have to, like, chew on it a bit. So I chew on it, and then all of a sudden, it starts to hit. Like, I don't know. I've eaten hot wings and all that stuff. The ghost pepper wings or whatever they are at B-dubs. And those aren't even that hot. Um, but this was, like, a whole other level. I spit out the gummy bear. I don't even know if I swallowed much of it. Spit it out. And then my tongue basically felt like... Somebody rubbed it with fire coals for like a good 45 minutes. Like it was so much pepper that my tongue was on fire and I had to have liquid in my mouth or or like ice chips. I was just sucking on ice because they had a cooler. So I was just reaching in there and chewing on ice. And like as long as there was some liquid to, you know, be on top of my tongue, it was okay. Like it was bearable. But as soon as I swallowed, it was like somebody was burning my, my tongue alive. It was insane. Yeah. And did you let your son eat it? No, no. Uh, okay. My brother-in-law didn't even eat it. He's like, I want to see you do it. See how bad it is. But I, I really thought parenting. like, oh, this has to be exaggeration. Like, World Todd, it's gummy bear. Yeah, okay. Whatever. This is like an as you as seen on TV type of BS. And no, it was legit like hotter than any wing I've had. I don't know what the Scoville level would be or, or anything like that. But it was, yeah, it was, it was like somebody was burning, like lighting fire to you nonstop. And it just wouldn't go away. What did they say was on it? Like, what was like? You know, I don't know. I didn't even it, really read it. it. In, what was it infused with? Gosh, only, peppers. I can't, Lots of peppers. I, I, I can't believe you did that, man. I mean, I can believe that, and that is what I can't believe. Did I ever tell you guys when I did the Thai chili pepper challenge with my son? He was like a teenager. He thought he was all, you know, he was all bad and everything else. So I challenged him. And it was like when man vs. food was a big thing. So he was like really into like food competitions. So I challenged him to eat a whole Thai chili pepper. And then I filmed it. And it's about my favorite video of him of all time. It's him running around the house for like 20 minutes, drinking milk, screaming. You know, then he'll like get a moment of relief. He'll be okay. And then like all of a sudden he's crying, screaming at me how terrible I am that I made him do this challenge. And yeah, it's good times. Always fun to watch somebody with their mouth on fire. Okay, I'm a, I'm a little bit upset right now because I just pulled, I just Googled it. And it's on Amazon for eight bucks, so everybody can do it, and then and then reach out. And uh, this is what it says, Joe. Hold on, let me pull it. Uh, pull it up. It says nine million shu chili extract. That's what's in it. Is that the, oh, nine million? Uh, is the Scoville right? Is that the Scoville? That must, thing? Be, that must be the Scoville. Is that what I'm guessing? Yeah. Um, Welcome to Hot Ones. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I wonder what's job. the top of Hot Ones. How was your weekend, Joe? What'd you do? What did I do? I just went to a bunch of soccer games and lamented the fact that it's getting cold here. Um, and so, you know, and the leaves, they're almost all fallen. So it's not even going to look pretty soon. By the way, Mark, I saw, you know, you rep in uh, Michigan and the uh, foliage and uh, that was pretty nice. It was beautiful. I hate to admit it, but it was a really beautiful picture. I was like, darn, I wish I had all those colors here right now. <laughs> Yeah, we do uh, we do it pretty well. And then they just built a bridge up on one of our ski hills, like uh, the world's largest wood suspension bridge or whatever. It's up in the middle of like a, a ski mountain. You can go out on that. So I'm going to do that next year. It's like right in the middle of all these trees and everything. So that should be really cool. But I know Vermont probably gets the top billing for colors. And I think we're uh, right up there. I know a buddy went to upstate New York and he said our colors were better than that. So yeah, if you... If you've ever done, and I used to work up in the northern part of Michigan, uh, like Traverse City and Cadillac and stuff. And during the fall, just driving, you know, down the road, it was just insane, like what you would see. So, yeah, definitely uh, worth it. If you like colors, put Michigan on the list as an option. Sounds good. Yeah. And uh, if we're the things we're referring to, Mark sharing on Twitter. So as a reminder, you can follow all of us on Twitter 
If you want to see our ridiculous banter through the week, Mark is at Detroit Mark. Joe is at As the Joe Flies. I'm at Miles to Memories. And for this podcast, you can go to mtmpodcast.com. That's where you can find links to subscribe and for links for cards. If you want to apply, support us, our partners, plus all of our posts, everything else there. And don't forget, subscribe in the favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews. We love them. We got a new couple of new five-star reviews this week. Really great ones. Made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. So thank you to everybody out there listening. Yeah, I just looked up uh, Googled Hot Ones and it said 2 million plus for the last dab. So if that is Scoville at 8 million, uh, I'm pretty, I'm you know, I'm less impressed by all those people that spit out the last uh, wing or, or have a fit. So I'm better. <laughs> Joe, I'm going to send you one to you. I'm going to get your address from Sean and Amazon one to you. That's $8 you're never getting back. But, uh, you know, you do, you do what you like to do. It's like half there's, off. I'm okay with it. There's no way. There's no way. I think. I think what amazes me the most, Mark, is that you still do stuff that you know I would have considered doing in my 20s, and without hesitation. That's that's the thing that impresses me most about you, Mark. There's no hesitation. Oh yeah. If you, you put a sign up, bear, that's a... you bought the gummy bear. <laughs> if you if you put a sign up that says dangerous or don't do, I'm probably gonna give it a try. Like you nobody try even had to once. triple dog. No one had to triple dog dare you. You just went straight for it. <laughs> Yep, and then uh, we threw the rest of the gummy bear away. So there was like eleven dollars in the trash right there. It probably caught fire in the trash can. <laughs> That's what's funny. So do you think people eat this whole thing? They must, right? There must be people who just pop it in their mouth and and go. I'm sure. I don't. I doubt anybody gets it all down. I'm sure that would mess if you swallowed it. That would have to mess up your stomach. Some like a full load of it. I don't know. Unless your taste buds are just like destroyed. And you you don't feel it, but even that like the taste wasn't so much. It was just the burning sensation that I got more than the actual flavor or anything, which was it was unlike anything I've ever had. Well, let's uh, we'll keep you updated on Mark's medical condition as time goes on. See if this has any long term impacts. I ate like a half a roll of tums. So I made <laughs> it through. So guys, the the Chase Ink cards that ninety k bonus finally made it public. Uh, is there, Mark, are there any referral links? I know there weren't on, on the days, but have they come yet for, for people who currently I have the I don't card? believe so as of now recording. I'm sure that at some point it will, usually it ends up making it there. No guarantees, of course, but there's no harm if you have a, a P2 or whatever and you want to hold out a bit, you know, might as well wait and see if it comes up in the next week or two. Yeah. So if you were interested in that $90,000 bonus, you didn't, 90,000 point bonus. I'll take a $90,000 <laughs> bonus. Yep. I mean... And you didn't want to have to jump through hoops. You can just go online. We actually have links for it if you wanted to support the show and the site. Like we said, hopefully referral links will come if you're a current card holder. They're not available as of the time we're recording this. But pretty much widely available. This is the best ever bonus. This card is a very popular card. So uh, we have uh, links and articles so you guys can, our full review and everything else. So if you want to check that out. So Joe, speaking of credit cards, I heard you made a mistake this week. Uh, the mistake was actually a couple weeks ago. Uh, one last thing on the ink card. Don't forget 524 and all that stuff, just in case you are a new listener. Yeah. Go ahead. So we'll put we'll put our link in the description with our full review, the offer, everything else, so that you can uh, so you can get all the context of everything with the offer. Because we talked about it on the show before, so I didn't want to spend too much time like recovering everything. But 90,000 uh, ultimate rewards after 6,000 spending and uh, Chase business cards can be pretty tough to get. We should say, too, uh, they treat their business cards a little bit different. So there's not the normal 24-month language or 48-month language in there. So even if you 
you know, grabbed a different ink card or want to, or have a different business or, or something like that, you you could possibly still be eligible for it if you grab one recently. And, and also a reminder to reach out if you recently signed up, they are matching offers all the way back to like March. So send that secure message, get your 15,000 points and, and celebrate. Right. So if you're under 524 for your personal cards, that can get you through the door, but you don't have to worry about any like re-getting ink cards like you would for the uh, Sapphire. Uh, read on the read all the minutia on the site if you're not familiar with 524 and Chase's rules. Yes, but speaking- actually read. Don't just read headlines. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> or watch a TikTok. I like to watch a TikTok that tells me everything. I know I need you to do. Know. I know you do. They you only tell you like thirty percent of what you need to know, and half of it's wrong. So I mean, half. Anyway, my uh, mistake, my my mistake, uh, it is Chase. So I, you may, if you're like a long, longer time listener of this podcast, maybe five or six months ago, I talked to you guys about getting a Marriott Bonvoy card for my wife, a Bonvoy Boundless. Here it is uh, on screen, even though this is an audio podcast. And so I got that for my wife, and maybe a month ago I wrote them, and I was like, and this is a nice reminder, you know, for Chase, they don't have or I wasn't able to find like a tracker for how much I had spent. Um, and so I just sent them a secure message. I was like, hey, how much more do I need to sign spend for the sign up bonus? Yada, yada, yada. And they wrote back and they're like, yeah, you have a couple hundred dollars left and it's due by October 11th. I'm just making updates here. Anyway, totally forgot I sent that secure message. Had spent some stuff, and like mentally, I was like, I think I need to spend about this much. But I was $25 short, and then October 15th, I went in, and I checked, and I saw that they had said, you know, it's due on October 11th or whatever, and I knew I was like $25 short, and I was like, oh, boy. You know, like, again, regular listeners know I only get You're getting allowed to get, sweats. I'm, I get one <laughs> card per year for her. And if I get that one card per year, number one, I would never tell her if I missed if I missed the sign up bonus. Like I would never tell her that ever in my life. But uh, <laughs> that's a good discussion anyway. to have when you're done telling the story to see if we if if we agree with that. Yeah. So and then, but then the second thing is, you know, to waste that card, even if I did tell her and not even get the sign up bonus, which is five free night certificates. Ugh, it felt so bad. So I wrote them and like, I don't know if you've ever written kind of asking for like mercy from the banks, but uh, I was like, and of course I was, I mean, I'm sorry. My wife wrote them and she was like, she was like, oh, uh, sorry, I totally missed this. You know, I got the card a couple days late. It's a little crazy. Can you extend it by a couple days? By this point, I had already spent like, you know, as soon as I saw that I was late, I spent like immediately. Like I went online, bought some stuff immediately. And so thankfully they wrote back uh, a week later or a couple days later. And they were like, they extended it way more than a week. They gave me a full month extra. Um, and so that was a huge relief. And so now since she's never going to listen to this, she's never going to have to know how close we were to not getting those five bonus nights, which you all know I'm going to use at Disney World anyway. So it's not even like she wants those nights for herself. You would have had to pay cash and be like, yep, this was all free. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. uh, do you ever find yourself when your wife is uh, writing a message to the banks? Do you find your yourself the, changing the tone to try to match it to a, a more female-esque tone? You know, that's a good point. I found with the banks, even like when I write to them as myself, I don't really write to them as myself because I found that what's most effective is to like get straight to the point 
ask what you're asking for, be nice about it. Like if you're asking for mercy, like in my case, you know, have a reason for why you're asking and then say, you know, at the end, be like, totally understand that this is my mistake. If you can help me out, we really appreciate that. So I don't talk like that in real life ever. Nothing. I never make mistakes in real life. Come on, Mark. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, so I write in a different tone regardless, like all the time to the banks. In this case, you know, it wasn't any different than I would have done uh, at any other point. That reminds me one time I was on Amex chat and it was my wife's account and pulled it up and they were like, asked a question or whatever. And they're like, is the, am I chatting with Mark? And I was like, what? So I pull it up. I look, it's still her account and I'm an authorized user on her accounts and stuff. I was like, no, this is Kirsten. <laughs> so I don't know where, like I had just chatted on my account and then closed it down and opened up hers and chatted something on hers, like retention offer or something. But I just thought it was so strange that they asked that question. They're like, Oh, my mistake. I was, it freaked me out for a while. I was uh, that, a little dude, bit taken aback. That's when you need to check to make sure that your camera light isn't on and someone's not like VPNing through your computer and like spying on you. <laughs> you know how people like get paranoid, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be. Um, you get paranoid and like put like a post-it note on their on their camera thing. Like that's when you got. I, I closed that, uh, mine down, and like last week we get on to do the Vegas show, and Sean's like, I wasn't sure if you were there or not yet because it was all black because I forgot to flip it back up. But yeah, I do do that. I love that you get into character for your secure messages. Like you, yeah. You take on another. I can't be like cool beans, cool. like and stuff. I gotta be more elegant. That's what that's what I envision in my. I'm sorry, my I've head. never heard you say cool beans in my life. Like, <laughs> if you just say, did. If you wrote cool beans, I would be like, "Is this Kirsten?" When, when the, the mark Am I know doesn't say cool beans. <laughs> when the Amex chat chat reps are all like, "I hope you're having a glorious day, and we love you and your family and all that." Should be like, I just ate a hot gummy bear. I'm, uh, you know, I'm spewing fire. Oh, that's not my wife's voice. Sorry, I got to change that up. So if you, Mark, if you did this and you missed a bonus, would you tell Kirsten uh, that you missed it? Or were you just like... No, she doesn't even know I signed project. up for the card either. So like, there's no point in telling either way. Yeah, I wouldn't tell yeah, my to wife be fair, either. I would just move along, you know. And to be fair, Jess forgot that, you know, she I just grab another card. card. So yeah, so she, she has like no idea. Yeah. I was gonna say, I will say I've never missed... A sign up bonus like and i know that's a common thing that everybody's had happen at like once in their their time for some reason that's never happened to me like missed a payment stuff like that but uh for for whatever and i get like real antsy like i focus solely on that and i'm just all to the wall until it's done i don't like to leave it open i'm usually done with them in the first month but never had that happen thankfully fingers crossed knock on wood i did have it happen once with american express and they told me to pound sand as they do and Sounds i've like actually AMX. seen yeah, I've seen other data points uh, of the same thing. So very nice of Chase to do that. I really, really like that. Don't do it with American Express because uh, I don't expect them to do anything for you there. But uh, it's good to it's good to make a mistake once in a while and then not to have to have severe consequences for it. You know, live and learn. So, Mark, uh, I think you have an article on the site this week talking all about your numbers for the third quarter and uh, all that fun stuff that you've been up to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It should be coming out later today when we're recording on Monday. So I don't know if people that just found the podcast or haven't maybe missed previous episodes. I set a goal at the beginning of the year to earn $15,000 uh, through travel hacking skills, you know, sign up bonuses, credit card, referral bonuses, bank bonuses, all that type of stuff. So I did so well in the first quarter. It was like just under 14000 that I bumped it up to 25000 At the end of the uh, second quarter, I was at 16000 dollars in profit just over that and then i had 160,000 ultimate rewards and 465 membership 
465,000 membership rewards. So I kind of adjusted my goals, bumped up to 25K, and then 250K on ultimate rewards. Uh, and then, you know, I forget what I said, 700,000 uh, membership rewards, 650,000, something like that. And I changed all that. And, and I will say I started at zero for, with everything at the beginning of the year. I cashed out everything I had at the end of last year, kind of to give myself uh, some goals. So I guess go through some highlights, you think, or or should, do you want me to go one by one? Yeah, we can go through some highlights. I mean, I think this is such a great, uh, obviously, the post and then the segment and everything else, just to remind people who can get so focused on the travel aspect of it, which all three of us love, but that this can actually, you know, put money in your pocket, that this can actually supplement, you know, your savings or whatever. Um, there's a lot of powerful uh, ways to, to use miles and points, travel rewards, or just rewards in general. So, yeah, what, what are the highlights? Yeah, I mean, you can use it for college savings, uh, retirement savings, just getting savings, you know, for or buy a new car, all that type of stuff. So there's lots of ways you can do it. Uh, bank bonuses was the first one. I Usually I start out the year have hot and heavy on bank bonuses, and then they kind of wear me out because of the hoops and remembering to go close down the accounts. So I get annoyed with them. So we only did two of those. They were U.S. Bank business uh, checking bonuses, uh, targeted offers, $500 each. And I think that was because we we each have a U.S. Bank business credit card. So we got those. So 1000 bucks for bank bonuses. Welcome offers is where I really hit it hard this quarter. Uh, so I guess I'll just uh, run through them real quick. Uh, Blue Business Cash had a no lifetime language offer, uh, $500 after 15k in spend. Hit that. Uh, we had two business, Biz Platinums from Amex that were no life, lifetime language offers. 150,000 membership rewards after 15k and spend for each so 300,000 for 30k wells fargo business uh card 300 bonus i got that when i was going for the checking account that they had 1500 business checking account which we drove to chicago back in may and when we were sitting in the office they said hey do you want a business card 300 bonus after 3k i said sure let's do that uh bank of america business cards they had a targeted offer, seven hundred fifty bucks after five thousand spent, which I think you you jumped on some of these too, right, Sean? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did some of them. Yeah, the Wells Fargo bonus that was my favorite. But I every time you bring it up, uh, I kick myself in the butt for not signing up for the credit card while I was there. Like, yeah, you're there. Three hundred bucks on the table. <laughs> took, took I wasn't even thinking minutes. about it. Like, oh man, that that's still every time I hear about, it, I'm like, oh god, Sean, you're. And so Jasmine scared. did it too. You could have got uh, six hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm like so, you know, I, I hate being sold anything. So like the fact that I got to go into a bank and talk to a banker is bad enough. And then it's just like everything is just like, let's just get this over with and out of here. I drove all yeah. the way to Chicago for it. So I was like, I'm going to get everything I can get for this. Um, yeah, it makes sense. It's a business card, too. So, uh, yeah, I should have yeah. done it. Living life. Yeah, so I got uh, two of those Bank of America cards, one for each of us. Uh, so that was another $1,500. Bank of America premium rewards, the $500 bonus after 3K in spend. There was a Bank of America product change offer that they uh, sent out to some people where you could change from one of their no-fee cards to another no-fee card. You earn 200 bucks after 1000 in spend. And then the uh, last one was an Amex Business Gold membership reward, 90K membership reward, uh, no lifetime language offer. So I ended up cashing out all the membership rewards that I earned uh, this quarter through the uh, Schwab Platinum at 1.1 cents a point. Joe, if you had to guess, all those added up. What's your uh, what's your call in money wise? Twelve mm, k. Oh man, that would have been nice. No, it was uh, <laughs> seventy two hundred ninety dollars. So just under seventy three hundred bucks. Uh, so that was the uh, that was the biggest of the sections. 
Authorized user pay overtime offers. Just had one for 20,000 membership rewards. Nothing major. Regular spend. Most of this was from the minimum spends uh, from the cards I just, just went through. Uh, some city thank you points I cashed out on the Premier and Double Cash. And then uh, Discover cards, 5% back. I got lazy and just we PayPal'd each other 1500 bucks, So I only made 60 bucks between the two accounts because uh, fees ate into the other 150 You know, you get 5% back up to 1500 so 75 each. Uh, Freedom cards, we have three of those. Max those out at the gas quarterly. Uh, so that quarter, that uh, bonus area was uh, just under $1,500 in cash, 65000 membership rewards, and 42000 ultimate rewards. There's also a chasing plus spend in there. And then uh, coming up so, next, what? Oh, go ahead. So just as I'm off the top of my head, I think you're getting close to your yearly goal already, right? Yes. Uh, we might have to punt that a bit more. <laughs> Once again, this quarter was uh, pretty exhausting, though. I will say third quarter was uh, a bit stressful. Not quite as, as much as the first quarter, but I think there was a lot more card offers. So was running around doing spend and, and stuff. Uh, so... Uh, retention offers, we didn't have any cards that we got any retention offers, so nothing there. Refer a friend bonus, I had a buddy sign up for a flex, so that's 10,000 points. We did the Amex spouse referrals. We each signed up for a Blue Cash Plus to get, uh, even though there was no welcome offer, and I wrote about this on the site, uh, just to get the $6,000 in grocery spend, because we'd get it this year by signing up, and then come January 1st, we'd get it again the next year. So that's $12,000 in grocery spend per card for the $195 annual fee, you know, and then we got 40,000 membership reward points for referring each other. So that was kind of like the welcome offer was the referral bonus. Uh, the next one that was a little bit surprising was the shopping portals, swag bucks, odds and ends, profitable plays, stuff like that. Some things that stick out here is the target red card offer, which is back again. You get, if you sign up for a debit card, you get a $40 coupon, 40 off 40. You can do that twice, once in store, one online. So that was 160 bucks between the two of us. And I encourage people, if you haven't done that, do it. It doesn't, you know, no hard pull. You can do it through your checking account. You get a debit card and you get the coupon. You don't even need to spend anything. So I know Sean loves that one too. Yeah, it's a great promo. And as you say, the cool thing about Target coupons is they seem to work once online and once in store. So you can double dip them, uh, which, is, uh, which is really good. So a good reminder going into the holidays to do that. Yeah, and then the the other big thing was uh, there was a ton of really good uh, Meyer, you know, love Meyer, the best uh, gift card promos this uh, this summer. You know, ten percent off, twenty percent off, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I made a little over eight hundred dollars buying and selling those. That created a lot of the spend I had too, and then uh, helped with the profit. So total at the end was eleven thousand six hundred sixty six dollars and fifty four cents in profit. Uh, 65,000 membership rewards and 52,000 ultimate rewards. There were some fees, uh, some annual fees. Most of them were offset. The business gold was not, so that's $295 uh, taken away. And then acquisition, uh, liquidation costs, that was around $700. I was able to do it a little bit cheaper than normal. So all in all, $10,672.54. Grand total so far this year. Uh, just over, oh, just under $27,000 in profit. So already beat the goal. Got to bump it up. So here's a question I have for you. I, I'm curious, you know, that's a lot of numbers and I'm guessing not everyone picked up on all that, but I don't think that's the important thing. I, to me, the important thing is, and what I'd love to hear your perspective on is 
do you feel or how much do you feel like setting that goal helped you to really go for it? Like if you didn't have that goal, you know, I know you're still hacking, but like that goal seems like it was a real motivator for you. You know, do you feel like it made a big difference in how much you were earning on the year hacking wise? Yeah, I think it will depend on the person, you know, if you're goal oriented and which I am, I think that helps as well as you know, bankrupting myself on the points end of things helps as well. Like there's no motiv- motivation, like seeing an empty that was, account. That was wild. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I respect that. So I did that last year too. And I noticed that it really upped my game. So I said, let's do it again this year. And then uh, we'll go from there. I had already had most of my travel book for the year, so I didn't really need points. Uh, so that helped out as well. I mean, if you need the points for travel, like for future bookings, and I have, a, you know, scattered throughout airline and, and hotel programs already. So I didn't need transferable currencies. So that's mostly what I've been cashing out. Um, so yeah, I think that helped a lot. And then upping the goal throughout the year it definitely helped as well. And just, it just shows you, you know, this is way more than I've done in any previous year for sure. And it's way more effort than I've put into it. You know, I don't include my time in it. Some of it's fun. Some of it's not. Um, so that's definitely something you have to calculate if it's worth your time. I would guess it's in the you know, 40 to $50 an hour range of earning, uh, doing all this stuff, maybe higher. Um, but that would be the the floor, I think. So somewhere in there, but it just shows you, you know, there's people out there who do a ton more than the, uh, than this. And there's people that are like, wow, th- that's a lot. Do what you're comfortable with, but it just shows you that if you do need something like you have tools at your disposal, if you have a car repair or you have medical bills or you're saving up for your kid's college, you have those tools that you can do stuff like this. And, you know, you can, one sign up bonus could be for travel. The next one could be a cash focus thing. And you can make, you know, between that and bank bonuses, you can make five to $10,000 a year fairly easily if you just put a little bit of effort into it, I think. Yeah, I love this because it shows you how many different ways there are to skin a cat. And, you know, I had a conversation with a miles and points person a few weeks ago, a pretty, a pretty well-known person in the community, <laughs> somebody who, Everybody would know if I said their name and I was talking to him about how my focus has been shifting to at least acknowledging the cash value of the points that I'm using and using that in my decision making, understanding that, you know, just because I have a balance of some, if I could somehow convert that to cash, then I'm actually spending that money and I'm being consciously aware of it. Whereas it used to be, I used to be aware of it, but I would just be like, well, that's my, my travel points. Now I, I consider it. And that's exactly what this person said. Like, I don't like to think of it that way because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to ruin my thing, but I, but it, but it's true, right? There's no, you can't just ignore it. This does have value. And I think that this is uh, so cool that you break it down because you can show not only sign up bonuses and, you know, different techniques that you're using to, to earn points, you know, uh, top to bottom portals, everything else. It's just bank bonuses. There, it, there's so many ways to do this. And whether you want to travel a ton, fly business class, or just put money in the bank, you can do it. And, you know, without minimal effort, I was going to ask you about the hours. So that's good. Cause I, based off the top of my head, I think you made about $3,500 a month, which is pretty good. Um, so yeah, 40, $50 an hour, whatever you estimate, that's pretty, uh, pretty decent. Although it just reminds you that you did put a lot of work into this. It's not like it was yeah. just easy. Yeah, for sure. It definitely takes effort. Uh, some stuff is easy. I mean, it, if you focus on just the easy stuff, you can probably get it done without putting a ton of effort in. If you're, as you ramp up it, unless you have like a, a play that you're doing that you can do from home and, and, and really scale it, you're going to be going to more places, uh, searching out products to sell, 
stuff like that, you know, buying gift cards to, to resell and things along those, that nature. But I think it, you it, it does give you options. It gives you, you know, opportunity to do other things. And I think that, you know, I have a buddy that says, I didn't used to think about points in the, in the cashback manner. And I think with the banks making it easier to cash out these things, whether it be Chase pay yourself back at an increased rate versus one cent, City making it easy to cash out at one cent a piece, and uh, Amex having uh, you know the the business checking account that you can cash out or uh, Schwab Platinum, they've made it a lot easier to to transfer those. Before Amex was you know basically gift cards was like your option, so that that's nice to see. But you he does now consider like hey if I'm booking this first class flight for 120 thousand miles. You know, that is really like $1,400 in cash back. So you're not as willy-nilly about it. Like you actually have to put that into your, is this worth $1,400 in money that I could have had instead? And if it is, good. If it's not, but I think you should be aware of that in your calculations when you're making decisions. Don't just book a 300,000-mile thing because it's free when, you know, that's, you know, $3,500, grand more than that. So I think it's something people should be aware of for sure. Yeah, I almost want to go to the point of saying that it's really bad advice to tell people otherwise, right? I mean, to look at it otherwise. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think, it, it, yeah, you can make your decisions like, I'm going to travel no matter what, because you get more, you definitely get more value from your points when you travel. Um, but you should definitely be aware it is bad. I think it's bad advice if you say, just ignore the cash out value. Yeah, and, and for me personally, I sometimes I choose, you know, something nicer Sometimes I choose to fly, you know, economy and put save those t- points and eventually turn them into cash. So I'm really happy with my evolution on this. And I and I thank you for for everything that we've talked about. And Benji also has helped influence me. And, you know, I've sort of come from that person being like, well, these are my points for travel to be. No, these are points. Let me figure out how to best use them for my life. Maybe sometimes that's taking a nice flight. Maybe that's sometimes cashing them out. So all that good stuff. So. Looking forward yeah. to reading this whole uh, article when it comes out. Yeah, and I think you make a good point. Like, if your book, you know, deciding between two hotels, like two, let's say two Hyatts, and one's twenty thousand points a night, and then the you have a park Hyatt for thirty thousand. You're like, you know, it's only ten thousand points. I'm going to be bougie, and you know, maybe the area is not as perfect for what you need and stuff. And you look at, it, you, and if you have to transfer ultimate rewards, you should look at it that. That's going to cost you one hundred and fifty dollars by transferring ultimate rewards over is that hotel worth $150 more to you? If it is, great. But if it's not, then that's something that can help you make that decision versus just doing it because you feel like you can because you have the points. I think it should be in the decision-making process and something to consider. Not saying that it's going to stop you from doing it or that it's a bad thing, but it's something that you have to definitely look at. I think the other nice thing about the whole cash value concept and idea is if you have a uh, less-than-willing partner in the whole thing, you can be, I mean, like Mark, you can go to Kirsten. I mean, she's pretty supportive in general, but you can be like, yo, look, supportive, I mean, you mean she lets me do whatever. Yes. Yes. That's, <laughs> is, is that not, is that not the support that all husbands no, ask I want, for? No, I want the supportive where she's going out to stores and doing stuff too. That would be, that's supportive. Look, let's not get greedy. Okay, <laughs> Mark, we're, we're all on different parts of our journey, but, uh, Joking aside, you know, I I think it's like you can say, and of course, people will just do this for a living. You know, they will, um, you know, quit their jobs, and you know, if they're really good at travel hacking in various manners, they'll just do it. But it's it's if you have this number, you can be like, hey, I made twenty seven thousand dollars this year. You know, that's not a that's not a joke. And I know originally the reason why your home is 
to help take care of the kids. So you're just making this on the side. Um, I know, I know that you're like busier now than when that started, but I think that is another great reason to put a cash value on things. And then also, like you said, it reminds you to, you know, treat them with respect and not like throw them away just because you have them. Yeah. There's still some points I throw away. Like if, yeah, Radisson, of course. Once, yeah, once they're in like the hotel and uh, airline partners, and it's like a, not a major partner airline, like kind of like stranded points. I don't value those as much because well, they're so no I, longer fungible. Like you can't. Yeah. Like yeah, once, once you can't turn them into cash, then it's different. Yeah, I think I when they're transferable, you look at them a little bit differently than when they're already in the account uh, type of thing. But yeah, good point. Not fungible. So you're like, ah, I'm going to burn those, and I'll even and I've written about this. I'll even take a flight you know, that's a less valuable or cost more miles because it's using miles I already have in my account versus transferring them out. Because I know, you know, when they're in that transferable currency, they have a cash value. Once they're in the airline currency, they don't anymore. And I think that adds value to it. You know, we all have emergency piggy banks, some millions of points worth of emergency savings sitting in our Chase or Amex accounts. And, you know, that's something that I think you know, gives me a little bit of security. If something should happen, I can cash out and, you know, come up with $10,000 fairly quickly. And something we haven't talked about, I should say, we're not tax professionals. This is just entertainment. Most of this earning is tax-free, which adds to it. You know, if you're in the 20%, 25% tax bracket, that's an extra 20, 25% because this is rebate on spending. That's not normally taxable uh, when you're earning points. So, Whatever, if I earn $10,000, that could be really like $12,000, $12,500. So that's something else to, to really consider. Yes, always seek your financial professional. These are just our own personal experiences, which is fun. That's how you learn, right? CYA, baby. Personal, <laughs> personal experiences. All right, last story. This is the exciting one, Joe. I know I can see the look on your face. Frontier is going to release an all-you-can-fly pass, the Go Wild pass, Unlimited number of flights for a year, access to all their destinations. You can fly for over 300 days in the year, which means there'll be some blackout dates. They say complete flexibility, I guess, so you can cancel and change things. Confirm your tickets ahead of time. Joe, I know you're going to sign up. Yeah, completely not interested, but that is mainly because Frontier, I, they may have like one or two flights to Boston. But again, like I think we've discussed this in the past, if it, you know, like Southwest Companion Pass, this Frontier Pass, if it's an airline that you use regularly, like if JetBlue came out with something like this, like I'd be on top of that in, you know, five seconds. I'm really like they still haven't released a price yet, though. Right. I've been waiting to see what that is going to be. Yeah. Ten no billion dollars. <laughs> no price. Uh, I mean, this the interesting thing is uh, airline hasn't done a pass like this in a while. Um, they used to be a thing. Some airlines used to have them. So it's kind of a fun promotion. As you say, who knows uh, what what it'll be as far as the price goes. I think it, it will, you know, this plays into the dark tendencies of people too. Like I've noticed this and I've talked about like the companion Southwest companion pass. When you have it, you end up taking, you know, worse flights or, or inconvenient flights or pay a little bit more just to use it. And you might take a trip just, just because you have a companion pass, which is fine. Uh, and I even noticed it when I did the Buffalo wild wings season pass that you get like 10 wings every week during the football season for like 75 bucks or whatever it was a couple years ago. And I found myself towards the end, like, you're still going there because you paid for it, but you didn't, like, I, I mean, that's just wings. value, Mark. <laughs> that, that, that's just value. <laughs> it was it was kind of fun. I was, like, the only person at the local one that did it. They're like, oh, you did the season pass thing. So I enjoyed it, but, you know, there were weeks that you're like, 
man, I really don't feel like doing it, but all right, I got to. I already paid for it. So I wonder if some of that will play into it. You know those people with that Olive Garden pasta pass did that. I mean, you oh, have yeah. to be tired of Olive Garden at some point, and you're just going back because you got to get the get the value out of it. I wonder, did they even do that this year? I don't think they did. I don't think I've seen it during COVID, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it went away with yeah, that. Yeah, people were eating like two, three meals there. Oh, Yeah, no, it, it was crazy. I, I couldn't eat that much uh, Olive Garden, but... I mean, Frontier Flies, they have a lot of more international destinations now. Um, So, yeah, look at that. I've talked a lot on this show how I've had pretty good experiences flying them. Hopefully they bring back that status match this year like they've done the last couple years so you can match competing status and then you're going to get extra leg room and all that other stuff because that's really the – for me, that's the reason I fly them. I can get the extra leg room. Without that, I would be in in some pain, I think. What do you think – with this pass, do you think it will be like you still have to pay the taxes and fees, which – on frontier flights, sometimes that's like the the actual flight fee is twenty dollars, and the taxes and fees are forty nine dollars. So it will be like a re- very reduced discount anyway at at points when you find cheaper flights and stuff. <laughs> that would be the most budget carrier uh, yeah. thing to ever do. Be like, here's your unlimited pass, but here's a twenty nine dollar booking surcharge, they'll st- and a- <laughs> they'll still yeah they'll still charge you the nineteen dollar online thing. You'll have to go yeah. to the airport to book it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing just the the regular taxes is what you'll have to say. But again, they haven't announced that, so we'll see. Did you see Spirit uh, just in our little budget corner over here that we're in? Spirit announced new seats. They're getting bought by JetBlue, so this is kind of weird. But they announced a new big front seat product and a new economy seat product that actually looks does the big better. Th- big front seat recline, please, please, please. <laughs> no, I think they're both. They're all still pre reclined, <laughs> but. The economy seats, they've they've added a little bit more legroom with the shape of the seat. It's kind of like a, I don't know, the way that, you know, they keep, they keep making these seats smaller and finding ways to give us more legroom with less seat, which means less padding and, you know, whatever. But yeah, so Spirit's stepping it up with that. And they have their internet on almost all their flights now. So I feel like Frontier has fallen a little bit behind Spirit in that way. They don't have internet. They don't have that big front seat. So, you know, keep that in mind. But I've had really, really good flights on Frontier. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they're going to put this the money into this uh, with JetBlue likely uh, taking them over. Of course, you know, government could step in and, and mess stuff up or whatever, or it could fall through at any point. But, you know, why would you re- retrofit or even buy new airplanes and put new seats in when you're going to go to a JetBlue product likely, which you're going to have to do it all again. So, I don't know, maybe this is their hedge that if that doesn't go through, they still are, are moving along or or maybe this is timed up with JetBlue at it just seems a little bit strange, but good to see. You know, I I prefer Spirit over Frontier, so I'm happy flying them. The big front seats, though, are now like $110 each way when they used to be like 50 to $60, which I find a bit uh, over the top. Yeah, and now it's all bidding, too. So they have like this auction system, I think, for that they've, that they've been doing recently. So they can people can bid up those front seats. And uh, yeah, it's not the deal that it was. I every time I come across somebody that says the Spirit Big Front Seat is like the best deal in trial, it's not really a deal it anymore. Was. It yeah, was. it was because you actually could get the seat for a pretty good price. Now it feels like you're almost paying what you would for pretty close to a domestic first class ticket when you consider you're not getting bags or anything else with just that big front seat. I've seen on like Transcons, I've seen it at almost three hundred dollars for a big front seat on uh, on some of my flights. Uh, so or I guess flights I haven't taken, but that I've been searching. So. Yeah, interesting stuff, but uh, we'll let everybody know. We'll, uh, we have an article, but we'll let everybody know when we get the price for that pass so that Joe can go out and buy it for his whole family, and they can just hop around the country. Yeah, that was going to be my last question on it for you, Sean. If it is at a price, you know, let, let's say it's at a price that's reasonable that you would buy it for yourself, 
are you like would you buy it for the rest of your family as well and then if not then you really are maybe getting to that point where you decide to take a flight somewhere on frontier because you have the pass but you know jasmine and ellie have to pay cash so i think that's where it gets tricky I'm going to have to be very clear about this. I am not buying the Frontier All-You-Can-Fly Pass. I do fly Frontier quite often because of my <laughs> I status. I just have status. I will status match again. What was the point of this entire conversation then? If we can't make I, I think he wants other people to buy cool. it. He's influencing well, be tra- well, honestly, next year I'll be traveling a lot out of the country. I don't have as much domestic travel. I do fly Frontier quite a few times a year just because to get to Florida, they're usually my best option for direct. And I'm all about direct versus connecting. I would much rather fly direct and have to connect. So that's my priority. So I will fly them probably at least half a dozen times next year. I've flown them, I think, nine or ten times this year. I think I flown, flew them about nine or ten times last year. But I don't want to get on that pass where I'm trying to force myself on Frontier. It's not my favorite experience. Like, I like, for me, they, they're basically equivalent to, like, one of the legacy carriers as far as my comfort because I get the extra legroom and stuff. But... You know, it's not like uh, I'm going out of my way to fly him 50 times next year. Not that good. So that's that's for me. But I know if I was in my early 20s and I could just fly around, didn't have a family, Frontier's network is extensive now. They're a huge airline. Those damn so. kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll buy my son this and just say, you know, have a nice time. See you in a, see you in a, in a year after you just fly Frontier all over the country. So There you go. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. And you can also, if you are looking to book a trip, email me, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. What about you, Mark? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at milestonememories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the site or join the Facebook groups, and I'll get back to you there. How about you, Sean? Yeah, milestonememories.com is for all of our stuff, our podcasts, posts, videos, I think we have like, what, 52 and a half posts a week there, Mark, something like that. I said 37 at one point and Mark got mad at me. So I have to make sure I'm more accurate (laughs) with what we have. Yeah. So we have that. We're at Miles to Memories all over social media. We just hit 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. So uh, finally, thank God, after all these weeks of me saying it on this on this show. Cool uh, beans. Lots of of good stuff. Yeah. Cool beans. And we're verified on Twitter for free right now. But I I hear Elon's going to make Hey, get that $20. We're going to be paying $20 a month to be at Miles to Memories verified on Twitter. So follow us to make it worth it. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I could understand like a fee up front to like have people like research it or make sure verify or whatever. But to verify you. Yeah. 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 A month. They're going to make it much. Sean's boy. He's got to make that money back. I told I told somebody I was like, I'm an Elon hater now. So I'm quitting Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Go blow Twitter, up your so. Tesla with dynamite and do a video on it, please. Eh, it doesn't seem like that. That, that serves me. <laughs> 50, I bet you that guy got a free Tesla out of it. He probably made <laughs> enough money off of that video. You're gonna get twenty thousand extra subscribers. Oh, someone already did that. Never mind. You're not the first. Forget <laughs> it. All right. But yeah, follow us on Twitter everywhere else at Miles to Memories, and for this podcast, mtmpodcast.com. You can find links. We love good reviews. And uh, if you're interested in supporting the show when applying for cards like the Chase Inc. or anything else, you can find those at mtmpodcast.com as well. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See ya. See ya.